is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. They have incredible giveaways, promotions, and the new Ascend Sportsbook is now open with live sports wagering inside Soren Eagle. And their summer outdoor concert series will feature some of the biggest shows ever in Mount Pleasant. Indoor shows happening. They have the Soren Eagle Water Park and Hotel right across from the casino property the upscale accommodations at the retreat. Everything you need is at SoaringEagleCasino.com or download the Eagle Access app. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Hour number two on a Tuesday broadcast of Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. In a few moments, Anthony Broom, another Michigan insider from the Wolverine.com. His thoughts on our Bud Light huge question of the day. Are you a Cade or JJ guy for QB1 with Michigan football? You can answer that one 866 838 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter. The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Speaking of Bud Light, don't forget my Bud Light pregame bashes before the first four home games in downtown Detroit. Right before you're going to walk over to the Lions game a block away, the old Chelly's tin roof. Bud Light and the Huge Show are hosting those pregame bashes beginning this Sunday around 10 a.m. at Tin Roof, the former Chelly's, your go-to game day headquarters in downtown Detroit. And if you can't make it down, if you're watching the Lions on Sunday, maybe at your local brands, having a watch party at home, or you just like to grab your favorite spot and a nice cold Bud Light, you do that, chances are the Lions will have a better day or night. So our question's out there, are you a JJ or a K guy? Answer that at 1-866-838-4843. We'll get Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com in a moment. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports on our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing in about 20 minutes on Michigan State's first game. And what lies ahead, not a, not for the Akron game because they're a 34 and a half point favorite, but that Washington game, like the Miami game last year, I really think will be the measuring stick for the Spartans this year. So we'll talk to Stout, Clayton Safey later, my conversation with him about game one for Michigan football and the J.J. Cade battle. So you can join in 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Now I got Anthony Broom coming up, and Superfly just texted me, hey, show killer Zane uh, is on hold right now. Eric Zane from the world-famous Eric Zane Show podcast. Make sure you download it. It's one of the best out there anywhere on this planet. Uh, Superfly, would you apologize later to Zane for calling him a show killer? How you doing, my man? Hey, you know what? I don't mind that. 
I don't mind that. I, I take that as a point of pride. I'm really I'm disappointed well. that Superfly would do that, thinking I'd keep it quiet because me and you, yeah. we're as close to right. Step Brothers, the live version, that anybody would ever understand. Oh, without a doubt. And I'm just sitting here enjoying the huge show. And, Bill, I wanted to weigh in on what uh, camp I'm at for Michigan quarterback. All right, so J.J. or Cade, who's your QB1 for the Wolverines? Well, before I give you that, isn't there a third quarterback? No, there's just... Who was the, who was the guy that uh, got the end zone and, and RG3 made a comment? Oh, that was... Uh, he was running the um, Wildcat. I think that was Stokes. Um was the oh was the third guy? Oh, I yeah. I thought there was a, a who was the guy whose last name is O R J I. What? Who was that? Uh, Kyle Orgy. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> wait, wait, I like I like that guy. Oh, I, I mean, you do. We got we. I my vote is for Kyle. Uh, I think I think you said his name. I don't want to say it. I, I might be saying it wrong, and I, that's why I'm looking it up right now to make sure. Oh. I, I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, that. I mean, let me let's just say this: if that's your name, it might be or guy. The, I think. I think the. No, no, that's not the way RG three said it. And if you can survive elementary school with that name, you want him under center because that's a. T- that's a tough cookie who can uh, all the uh, ribbing. Yeah. All that, right. That. I know. I'm. 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 I'm trying to. I. I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing the name the right way. And and pretty sh- pretty sure that that's Kyle. Uh, Kyle. Orton. Did you did you play and, did you play the audio on the Eric Zane Show podcast? Oh, of course. Like it's Alex. Times. It's not Kyle. It's Alex Orgy. Oh. And I think his real name, no, I'm looking at the enunciations and pronunciation guide for Michigan football. It's Ojai. Ojai. Oh, that, well, that's a French word to begin with. He's from so, France. He came over. He's, he, was a, right. he was an exchange student in Greenville, Michigan, and yeah. Alex Ojai. I think uh, I think Alex, after the game, they asked him about that, and he said, you know, it's always a group effort. Here at Michigan, and uh, and I, I can see, and he talked about group action. So I think that is, I think that's who you want is uh, is is Alex or leader, the leader of the group. I, thank you, Eric Zane. I appreciate uh, the call. Superfly, you were right. Show killer Zane. Boom. There you go. <laughs> it's Orjai. It's Alex Orjai. Hey, that's how you say his name. It might be Orgy. You're not. But it wasn't Orgy and like Shrek or something. I want the character. I don't want to say it because I don't want to validate Zane. You know what? Anthony Broom is with the Wolverine.com. Great Michigan insider. He is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. How you doing, my friend? I'm I'm doing well. How do I follow the stand-up routine now? No, I'm trying. I tried. didn't know that was part of the deal today. I didn't either. I just I knew I shouldn't have taken that call, and because uh, it's it's Alex Orgy. That's his name, right? Alex Alex Orgy. All right, that's it. That's all. That's that's all. Zane. 
There you go. Uh, we got the pronunciation. Let's move on. Uh, let, let's get out of kindergarten class right now, Eric Zane. Let's keep it moving. This is professional radio. I got Anthony Broom. He follows Michigan football, University of Michigan Athletics. Hey, he, he just called Zane a comedy routine. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Uh, from what you expected going into game one to what you witnessed this past Saturday, uh, highs and lows for Michigan football that you took from it. Can't find a lot of negatives when it's 51-7 and you move up to number four in the AP poll, number five in the coaches poll. But your thoughts looking back at Colorado State. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can make the argument that it was kind of a boring, casual blowout, I mean, that's not a whole lot to really complain about there. I mean, I think high, the biggest high by far, I think, is is the defense, the pass rush, eight tackles, uh, or eight sacks, 11 tackles for loss. Um, again, and people will say, oh, we don't, it's, it's Colorado State. They're, they're supposed to do that. Yeah, that's why it's a box that's checked. When, when, when you dominate like that, that's what it's supposed to look like. So I don't hold that against them. I, I, don't, I won't sit here and argue that, you know, oh, I saw the defense that is going to shut down Ohio State on Saturday, but I saw a defense that, you know, when coaches this offseason told us they felt like they were ahead of schedule from last year at this time, I saw that. Uh, that passed the eyeball test for me. Um, can't really call anything a low. I mean, the, the offensive line, there was some shuffling due to injuries, uh, which was unexpected. None of them seem overly serious. I think Ryan Hayes will be back for this game on Saturday night against Hawaii. Uh, you know, it all it all revolves around the quarterback battle. Um, it is a situation where, again, we all knew coming in that Cade McNamara was going to get the week one start. J.J. was going to start in week two. That's how it was going to play out regardless. And, you know, with, with the incumbent starter getting the first crack at it, I, I thought that – I thought it was flat. I thought it needed to look sharper than it did. I thought, you know, all the talk this offseason about improvements that were made and having the best camp of your life, once you – take that first snap in the game, that's all out the door. How do you execute? What do you put on film? And, you know, from Cade McNamara's perspective, not to, not to dog the guy, but the film doesn't lie. I thought it was a flat, it was a flat performance. And, you know, his, I, I don't know that his destiny is in his own hands anymore when it comes to the job. The body language of Cade McNamara in game from the start, uh, when he was taken out, uh, when he went back in the post game, it really had the feel like the clock is ticking, and he knows what you just said, Anthony. That McNamara's time is up if McCarthy's healthy at QB for Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, I'll never say time is up because I mean JJ McCarthy could could be could bust out and and have a big day and, and take over the starting job, and then maybe he gets hurt somewhere down the line, and all of a sudden, like you need. You need that guy again, which is why I'm really, you know, from a Michigan fan perspective, I really think people should tap the brakes on, on ripping the guy to shreds and telling him that, you know, if he loses the job that he should transfer. I mean, if something happens to the other guy and he's starting, all of a sudden you've got your back. You have maybe the most qualified backup quarterback in college football. So it's one of those things where, like, I don't see it necessary to rip either guy on either end of the spectrum, but. Again, uh, like I've I've been hammering this since Saturday. Like, if you are going to tell us that you are a Big Ten championship winning quarterback and that you had the best off season of your life and the best camp of your life, you have to kind of come out on fire. And not everything that happened Saturday was his fault, but that's also 
kind of a sign of what limits him is that it's sort of like, um, you know, the, the, the Goldilocks story where the porridge can't be too hot. It can't be too cold. It has to be just right. Everything has to be perfect. And, you know, again, it was only four throws for JJ McCarthy, maybe only, I don't know, maybe 10 total snaps the entire game. But even in that brief look that we got of him, everything looked sharper. Everything looked more on the money. Obviously we know the, the threat he brings with his legs and, like I said, all of that, all that in consideration, he's getting the start this week, anyways. Um, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't know that it's the destiny is in his own hands anymore. If you're Kate McNamara, and uh, which is disappointing uh, from his perspective, but you know, with the aspirations that Michigan has, you have to evolve, and the quarterback has to evolve with it. And at some point, you got to hitch your your wagon to the guy that is is ready to kind of keep pushing this thing forward. There's not one negative on what Cade McNamara has done so far in his Michigan career, and I agree with you. You're an injury away from, you know, Cade being the QB the rest of the season. If McNamara will get hurt, God forbid, on Saturday night in his first start against Hawaii. It's just what, and you've said it, I've said it uh, for a long time, and I really screamed for it in the first half of the Georgia playoff game that they needed a mobile quarterback in there to at least give them a chance, and he did it uh, late when the game was already uh, out of hand. But uh, McCarthy does things that McNamara can't do. He doesn't have the resume. Uh, that's the biggest difference why Cade is still officially uh, QB number one. But the run-pass option, the read option, his speed to turn the corner, the big arm. I mean, you didn't see a deep throw uh, from McNamara and the deep outs that they were throwing uh, isn't his strength. Uh, he hits short, quick passes. That's when he's at his best. And hey, man, it's Michigan. If you want to go this next level and you're number four in the latest AP poll, five in the coaches poll, and you look look up and see Alabama and Georgia at one and two, uh, you know where you have to try to go. And I don't think Gabe McNamara is going to get them there. I think J.J. McCarthy could at least up the ante a little bit if they would ever match up with one of those teams come playoff time. Well, you just see it, you know, right right off the bat, the first real snap of the game where, where JJ's a factor is by him just being in the game, you know, defense keys in on him and all of a sudden uh, a couple guys crash down and you have an open running lane for a running back. And on the next play, because the running back rips a big playoff, they have to give that guy attention. And then J.J. is able to kind of get a run out there and you know run for a long touchdown. So it's one of those things where just his presence alone gives you more options with what you can do uh, offensively. And I know the biggest argument against him is that, you know, he doesn't have a ton of experience throwing the ball, but the only way to get ex- or to, to even that out is to get experience. And they're going to give it to him on Saturday. I think that, um, you know, from my perspective, I mean, he's a guy that will be held to the same criteria, right? You're a 51 point favorite. You need to come out and be sharp. Everything has to look crisp. Everything, you know, make the appropriate read. Um, you know, even it's less about the arm talent and more, you know, just even think about the throws out to the numbers. I mean, that ball takes a little while to get there out of, off of McNamara's hand, and, and McCarthy's able to kind of zip those right in there. And even Alan Bowman zipped a few. Uh, in there on Saturday uh, as Michigan's third string quarterback. So it's 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 more about the little things. That's what will be what ultimately turns, you know, the tide if it does happen in this quarterback battle, but I mean, I I can't I can't 
ignore what my eyeballs tell me, and that's the fact that you know when you have J.J. McCarthy on the field, that's just another weapon with options that you're, that a defense has to account for. And when we talk about this taking this Michigan offense to the next level and who can be an equalizer when you play – a team, you know, there's not many teams in the country that will have a talent advantage over them. But if you want to get there and play one of those teams, one of the great equalizers is how dangerous your quarterback can be. And I just see a little more danger in in the other guy right now. And we'll see if he winds up uh, getting the gig moving forward. But it all starts on Saturday, though. Amen, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, talking Michigan football uh, here on the Meyer guest line. Is there anybody else? I know it's only one game. It's Colorado State and Hawaii may be the worst D1 team this year uh, in America. Is there anyone else who could lose their job who may be a quasi-big name like Cade McNamara who helped the team last year that you watched at least for one game getting pushed? Anybody else on that list? Yeah, I don't know if it's – I think any other battle is more of a kind of longer-term thing. Like the first one that pops in my head would be like a five-star cornerback freshman in Will Johnson who – you know, Jamon Green was the guy who last year got benched halfway through the year for D.J. Turner and, again, had a good offseason, put in the work. I think eventually, though, he's going to get a serious push from Will Johnson for that second cornerback job. Uh, Other than that – I don't know. I feel like this is a, a group that is fairly stable. I am interested in seeing. I was pretty impressed with C.J. Stokes, the third running back that came in the game on Saturday. I'm not expecting him to take carries away from Corum or, or Edwards or anything like that, but I am interested in seeing how much of a factor he can be and, and if he is able to kind of pull away from his peers in that, that room that are the other options. So right now, I mean, nothing to – I mean, unless there's, you know, knock on wood, there's a big injury that happens or – uh, guys just put a couple weeks of, of bad tape out there. I don't know that I see that right now. Um, you know, the offensive line, again, I didn't think had a had a great day on Saturday. There were extenuating circumstances for that. I would expect them to figure it out. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, I always like to say this, anything can happen in the vacuum of a game. I don't start to have questions or concerns until, you know, it, it spills over into the next game and then maybe even a game after that. So, it's a little premature on the other the other battles, but uh, the biggest one is is the one everyone's talking about, and we should have some. I don't know if it's finality on it soon, but we should have a better idea of it fairly quickly. Uh, Stokes, uh, his uh, red zone capabilities uh, could really come into play later in the year, so that was kind of a surprise name. I'm I don't think he's taken Corum or uh, Edwards' job, but I, I just I, I like the new names. I like the athletes. I like the depth I'm seeing. With athletes, I really love Sandra still and his ability to use his speed to get into the backfield. So for a first game that you won 51-7 with a quarterback controversy that's dominating uh, the conversation uh, three days later, uh, I still like the athletes I saw considering what Michigan lost last year from that Big Ten championship college football playoff team. And that's the way it has to be if you're going to be one of those those teams that gets back. Like you don't teams of the Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State ilk. They don't they don't have down years because someone that was good last year left. I mean, they have other guys that will emerge either in that same spot or in other areas. That that's that's kind of what it's supposed to look like. And you know, there are a lot of teams in the country who could win fifty-one-seven on opening weekend over you know what essentially amounts to a cupcake opponent. 
and feel pretty good about themselves and say, you know, that's that's probably one of the most complete performances we'll have all year. I think the biggest compliment you can pay to Michigan is that one, it took care of its business. I mean, that was they, they covered the big spread. It looked, you know, like it was supposed to look for the most part. And they didn't play their best football, I don't think, for four quarters, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So anytime you can be that dominant and still leave room for improvement, I mean, that's, that is as, you know, if you have these big goals and big aspirations, that is as ideal a week one as it can get for you. It was. Uh, and for McCarthy, for McNamara, for the Michigan football team, and Hawaii and UConn will be like NFL preseason games, but... Uh, the start of J.J. McCarthy, the timing of it at night, even though it's against the worst team in D1 football in Hawaii, there's a lot of uh, messages, I think, being sent here, and we'll see what happens Saturday night. You can follow everything, McCarthy, McNamara, Michigan football, and more 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Anthony Broom, thank you for your huge opinions. We'll talk soon. Of course. Thank you very much. Aaron Anthony Broom joining us on the Meyer Guest Side. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics. Tim Stout from our affiliate, the game, 730 AM in Lansing. His thoughts on the Spartans' week one win, a look ahead to week two against Akron, and also the injury bug uh, hitting Mel Tucker and his staff early when it comes to the defense, which I thought played pretty well against Western. We'll hear from Tim Stout Capital City. He'll join us next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Coming right at you. The excitement you've been waiting for. Eagle Casino and Sports. The mobile casino made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Play slots and table games with live dealers at one exciting site. PlayEagle.com. Sign up today and get a match deposit up to $1,500. That's right, up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Go to PlayEagle.com and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls High School Sports, MHSAA.com. 
MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. If you're going to be on the west side of Michigan on Saturday, 8 a.m., it will be the annual 9-11 stair climb. Edwin Marino and his crew, they've organized an event that keeps growing bigger each and every year. And we all will never forget. So if you want to be a part of it, I do have the info up at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. It starts at 8 a.m. at LMCU Ballpark, home of the Tigers High Affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb. You can take part in it, or you can support those who are doing it, including a lot of fire departments who show up. Out of respect to those who were lost on one of the darkest days in American history. So this Saturday, 8 a.m. at LMCU Ballpark, Comstock Park, just on the north side of GR, the 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb. If you want to sign up, be a part of it, everything you need. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Dave in Hudsonville, just west of Grand Rapids, listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game. You're on The Huge Show. Hey, Huge. Hey, man. Uh, just after your interview or whatever, I, I just think there's an impending quarterback controversy that's going to happen in Michigan. And I think there's no way around it in the sense that if you watched McNamara last week, he acted like, I didn't know there was a quarterback competition. And he was very defensive about it. And that's a problem from Harbaugh's perspective because obviously he didn't get the message or it wasn't communicated to him what was happening. The second thing is, you know, I don't know whether – McNamara was named a captain by the coaches or whether the players voted him a captain, which is also huge because that's a situation where how do you expect a guy who just led you to a Big Ten championship and the football college playoffs, and then you're basically saying, hey, you know what? We want to replace you. We really like it. It's huge. It'd be like if they got a younger guy with a different voice or whatever it may be saying, Bill, we like you, but you know what? We got somebody else here. And we want to put that guy in play. And they give him every opportunity and so forth. And I I agree that there has to be a competition. But at the end of the day, it wasn't handled appropriately. And you can't ask McNamara, I don't think, if he's not the guy to stay there. I think he's going to step away, take a year off, and go someplace else because he could start at 80% of the other Division I schools in the country doing that. Yeah, so forth. But right. I I just think that it's going to be a mess for Harbaugh. Right. Part of me says that Harbaugh didn't name – the starting QB before the season because you didn't want the guy transferring and leaving right now, right, or or before the year started. And enroll at another school. You see where I'm coming from here? And if you have to really step back from a business model and look at Harbaugh, you're going to get more years out of J.J. McCarthy. Thank you, Cade McNamara, for what you did for us last year. But the reality is the future is J.J. McCarthy, and I think that future is now. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports from our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. You can hear Timmy weekday mornings, 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. You can hear the huge show 
in the Lansing area, weeknights, 6 p.m. until 9 p.m., tape delayed on AM 730, the game. He's standing by. And, Timmy, from your perspective in Lansing, what do you think of this McNamara-J.J. McCarthy live QB battle? Well, it's a hot topic, Bill, as you know. I mean, it got plenty of play this morning on the air because we were off yesterday, of course, because of Labor Day, but that was a lingering topic, and I think part of it was because of the body language we all saw that was obvious from Kate McNamara after the game against Colorado State. You know, it, I think it's a tough call. There are very few coaches out there at this level that have two quarterbacks of that talent, that caliber, that resume uh, moving forward. But the guys around my staff all think that the Harbaugh has not handled this properly and that it's going to be an issue moving forward. Well, uh, off the field, it may be an issue. It isn't. You could play quarterback and beat Hawaii and Connecticut and possibly Maryland. By then, whether or not it's worked itself out, I'm not sure. I mean, I understand the issues. I understand the dilemma that Harbaugh or any coach like that has. I understand the resumes of both of them. The only thing I would suggest is one way or the other behind the scenes. They, you know, McNamara is a captain, and whether he's happy, unhappy, whatever. In my opinion, the stakes are too high for him to somewhat toss his teammates under the bus because he's not happy the way this is playing out for him. I mean, Michigan has the sign, the team, the team, the team. Behind the scenes, if he wants to gripe and moan and groan, they all do. That's one thing. But I think publicly, he clearly has to show support because if not, if nothing else, Bill, you could have a very talented team that is divided with factions, and especially if they would lose a game prior to the end of the year. Exactly how this is going to play itself out for me is tough. I tend to go with you. I think it solves some problems if McCarthy could take advantage of this week's schedule per se and get to the point where he would be ready to go for the big games later in the year you know, against Michigan State and Ohio State and Penn State. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. I, I think it's a tough call. My only issue with McCarthy, I haven't seen him play when everything is on the line other than the Georgia game, and it was out of hand when he got in it anyway. He impressed me with his speed on Saturday against Colorado State, but McNamara has always impressed me with his toughness and grit. And I maintain if they don't let uh, McNamara keep throwing the ball around in the fourth quarter at Michigan State last year and not have him go out. But, you know, he went out, missed a play, and they had some fumble issues with McCarthy and that. Who knows if that game might have turned around differently. So uh, I know one thing it's good for radio. Everybody's going to have an opinion as this thing goes forward. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports on the Game, 730 a.m. in Lansing, our affiliate. Timmy's live weekdays at 10 a.m., huge show, tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. Thorn, uh, if you look at his last two games, the Pit Bowl game and this, he's had his struggles. You see the arm strength. He did come up big in the fourth quarter. Uh, any QB concerns in East Lansing? Uh, not that anyone's ready to take his job, but maybe just some more consistency from Thorne. Well, I would think, Bill, he need, You know, he was interviewed by the media today, and you know, he was discussing how he overthrew three get these guys, and he didn't make that mistake in spring practice and blah, blah, blah. My sense is they will have him throwing downfield to some degree against Akron 
you know, even though they're a monstrous favorite in the game Saturday, I would think they got to use that game to straighten out whatever issues they may have had. He was only 12 out of 24 against Western, and I don't think Akron's nearly you know, at the level Western was. So whether or not that's going to go deep into the game or not, I don't know. In my opinion, if he plays at that level in the big game, State's going to get beat because I think they absolutely need a monster year out of him to come anywhere close to the 11 or two record they had a year ago they'll beat Akron no matter what but then against Washington well frankly in the next 10 games I think theoretically they could have close games in almost every single one of them doesn't mean they won't win a lot of them just means in my opinion they're not going to have you know the the free pass the hall pass they're they're getting in the mid-american conference playing western and akron i think washington's going to be a very stern test for them and furthermore i think thorne's going to you know he's, he's going to have to be the guy and uh, he'll have to play better than what he did perhaps he will Tim Stoudstout on sports joining us on the Meyer guest line. Uh, what do you take from that game? Uh, Western isn't that bad. I, I was watching some of the replay uh, earlier on the Big Ten Network. That's a pretty solid Mac school. I think Akron will be really inferior compared to what we saw from Western last Friday night at Spartan Stadium. But on the Michigan State side, uh, positives and negatives you took from game one. Well, they scored on big plays late, Bill. I guess that's, excuse me, the two positives. When Western Michigan still had motivation, excuse me, when it got to 21 to 13. The negative that I see is that Western quarterback was playing his first game in a hostile stadium, and he got well over 300 yards and 19 first downs in that game. They never sprinted him out. They kept him in one location the entire night he dropped back and whatever he could get he could get and he seemed to me to pick up some more confidence as the game went on the problem were the turnovers they moved the ball deep turned it over moved the ball deep turned it over had they've not done that you know i think that game would have been far more uh you know of a, of a nail biter moving to the end. I think Michigan State has still got to show that it's got a better secondary than what it showed in this game. And now you have two guys out in Darius Snow for the season, and I think he's a huge loss. And Henderson may be gone for I don't know how much, and he to be their best defensive back. And this kid is not an established quarterback. He's playing his very first game. Had the quarterback for Western been the kid they had last year, I think they would have really made it a legitimate game out of that beyond what it already was. And as I say, Western turned it over after moving the ball. I think it's clearly an incomplete. It's a game that State had better players across the board. They were probably going to win it. Uh, you know, they, as again, they made a couple big plays. I, I think Thorne's got to play better. They think they'll work like crazy to improve against Akron because they're going to have to. Because I just think, Bill, these last 10 games for them – I think there are going to be a lot of close games on the table. When I looked around the Big Ten over the weekend, the teams at Michigan State plays, in my opinion, Minnesota, impressive. Wisconsin, impressive. Penn State, impressive. Michigan, impressive. Ohio State, impressive. Washington, impressive. Now, that leaves Indiana and Illinois on the road. And when I watched those two the other night, they looked like they deserved each other. But State's got to go to Illinois where they play a little bit better. I mean, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I just think there's going to be a lot of parity. There are going to be a lot of games where it's going to get down to the fourth quarter. They'll either make plays and win or it'll go the other way and they will not. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports on the game, 730 a.m., 
in Lansing. Timmy, appreciate the Spartan update. Enjoy your night. You too, Billy. Always good. Love the show. Stay in touch. All right, Tim Stout joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. A couple of reminders on our road shows and where we'll be. No broadcast, but I'll be hosting my first Bud Light pregame bash before the Lions and the Eagles Sunday in downtown Detroit at Tin Roof. The old Chelly's just a block from Ford Field. First four home games, you can look for the Huge Show and the Michigan Sports Network with Bud Light at Tin Roof in downtown Detroit. And our Bud Light Huge Question of the Day are you a JJ or K guy when it comes to QB1 the rest of the season in Ann Arbor? You can answer that question at 1 838 4843. That's 1 838 HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Bet MGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter, and they are growing. They have merged with Dorn Mayhew, a top 60 accounting and business firm in the U.S., so stronger together when it comes to Dorn Mayhew and Bean Garter across Michigan and all around America. You can find out more at beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. Whether your business is small or big, no matter what your needs are, Bean Garter has been strengthening local businesses since 1949. They understand your ambitions, they share the responsibility of achieving your goals, and they over-deliver while giving you many different options when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. That's BeanGarter.com. Bean Garter, Adorn Mayhew Firm. It's a fact. Some vehicles just work harder than others. That's why Dorman offers not one, not two, but three lines of chassis parts designed specifically for your situation. From control arms to bushings, from sway bars to tie rods, Dorman chassis parts are high performance, corrosion resistant, and guaranteed to provide long service life. That's Dorman chassis parts. Available at your neighborhood Auto Value Auto Parts stores. Thanks again for shopping locally. Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back live across Michigan on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. Mount Pleasant, Michigan is their home. You can book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com. Also download the Eagle Access app. And remember live sports wagering. The go-to live sports wagering spot in Michigan. So this weekend, Michigan and Michigan State playing back-to-back all the college football games. Lions on Sunday. Book a hotel, spend the weekend there at the Ascend Sportsbook and Lounge inside the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com. Let's go talk to Luke in Granville, West of GR, listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game. You're on the Huge Show. Hey there, Huge. How are you? How you doing, Luke? Good. Um, I am to answer your question on the topic. I'm a, I'm a JJ guy. Um, I just have I have nothing against Kate McMurray. He seems like a great guy. Um, he was a good quarterback for us last year. He did, he did what he needed to do to get us to the Big Ten championship game, but I think he's a limited quarterback. I think J.J. has some things to offer that K just simply can't offer, like speed and uh, more of a deep ball accuracy than Cade. Um, I just think the whole read option package will be something that they will be able to use at their disposal with J.J. as the starting quarterback. And I think it's kind of unfair to say that it's a problem that Harbaugh is, is – is uh, starting. I think he knew this was going to happen because of how talented J.J. was coming in as a recruit. And I think he's already seen this, this situation before when he was with the 49ers. I think that Colin Kaepernick was a better player at the time than, than Alex Smith. And Alex Smith wasn't a bad quarterback per se, but I think Colin Kaepernick, a lot like J.J., had more to offer and was a better quarterback at that time. So that's why he went with Colin Kaepernick which is why I think he'll go with J.J. McCarthy. Well said, Luke. Appreciate you listening in Granville, west of GR on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. I respect Cade McNamara, and guess what? Even if he loses his job, he's one play away from still being the guy. But Cade's not going to the NFL. Cade's now the greatest quarterback to ever play of Michigan. And you have a guy who's more athletic than him. Can he do it? He'll get his first start. On Saturday, what I tell you earlier this summer that he needed a start, start to finish, manage a game. Let him play all three quarters. They're a 50-point favorite. Let him play it all. It's not the end of the world. This is a great thing to have. No one else in America may have the quarterback depth that Michigan has. Nobody in the country. And by the way, Michigan is number four in the latest AP poll and number five in the latest coaches poll. Uh, Before we get to our network break, I had a chance to golf with Adam Sims at the Pops outing at Maple Hill Golf to honor the late Pops Kitchen and raise money for Alzheimer's. And just, you know, when you're meeting somebody for the first time uh, in your foursome, and Wes and Raz were with me, and I met Adam Sims, and he told me about a golf event on Saturday, October 15th at the Thornapple Point Golf Club in Grand Rapids where people can come join this golf outing in honor of Brandon Semek. And he lost his life, left behind a great family. They're doing a fundraiser. I have all the information at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. It's Saturday, 
October 15th, uh, early morning, I think 9 a.m., a registration, 10 a.m. shotgun at the Thornapple Point Golf Club. Derek DeRoche and Adam Sims are putting this together. So a lot of people are going to be a part of this. Uh, if you knew Brandon or Adam Sims or Derek DeRoche, uh, be a part of this. Because, man, I'm looking at the photo for their event page, and he left behind a wife and two great daughters, and he was still young. So that's pretty cool what Adam Sims and Derek DeRoche are doing. I have the info uh, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You will see it featured. If you can be a part of it, there's still a lot of time uh, to get a foursome. It will be on Saturday, October 15th, Thornapple Point Golf Club on the southeast side of GR. As we head to our network break, I want to remind everybody, if you missed any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.